Hey, welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Christina. Here we're going to talk about all things OCD. If you've been enjoying this podcast so far, and if you'd like to work together, come check out my monthly membership called Mastering OCD and join a group of other people like yourself. You can go to www.coreresults.com forward slash membership. That's K-O-R results.com forward slash membership. And see you in there. Hi, Saren. Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me, Christina. Absolutely. So um, you are an amazing colleague in the field, and I'm actually really honored that I get to have you today. And I really wanted to talk to you because I know you're somebody who, outside of exposure response prevention, also have training in acceptance commitment therapy and mindfulness. Um, So I thought, you know, you'd be just such a perfect person Um, to ask and talk about the topic I have in mind today, which is, you know, as we're entering the holiday season and um, in general, when folks with OCD are working towards um, doing their exposure work and then, you know, let's say that um, the exposure was harder than they anticipated or the exposure actually triggered them maybe like a delay trigger, like a day or two later, mm-hmm. they're actually, you know, more, more increased anxiety and they start to really ruminate and worry about, well, what if, what if I do that? Or what if it's true? And, and they kind of get stuck and it, and can start to feel a bit, you know, deflated, defeated and like, oh my gosh, this is too hard. Or I don't think I want to do this or, or your, your P is kind of scaring me things like that. You know, one of the things I notice is, it can really impact a person's level of motivation and really also their mindset. Um, yeah. Kind of what I see is like, sometimes there's almost like a, this disconnect that starts to happen from, you know, why am I really doing this treatment? Why would I do these exercises? Right. What's the goal? Like, like if you want to get fit and fitness, you remember like, okay, my goal is I want to lose X amount, or maybe it's not about loss. It's that I actually want to be stronger and more flexible. So when you remember that and you're doing, you know, push-ups or whatever, or sit-ups, and, you know, you're, you're hitting that point where you feel like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore, but you'll remember that, so you might push through. So I was just thinking about, you know, when we're talking about ERP and more these psychological um, exercises that clients are given, you know, from your perspective as a professional, what would you say kind of can be some things that people can do or how can they understand, you know, motivation, self-motivation and mindset so that they can actually kind of get their head back in the game and, and um, do the hard work because, you know, I think we can all agree here for OCD, we've all been hearing it and we all know this treatment works and yes, it's not easy, but it's, it's definitely worth it. So I'm going to hand it over to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those are all really good questions and, You know, first and foremost, I actually think understanding that hitting bumps in the road and feeling unmotivated or unexpected things arising during exposure are all very normal and natural and probably will happen at some point in time. And so I really look at recovery rather than sort of a straight line up a hill as something that we are going somewhere, we're heading somewhere, but there are going to be bumps in the road. Um, And things can be really challenging at times. And so first just wanna bring in, that's a really normal part of the process. And it's likely that it will happen at some point in time. 
And I think one of the first things that people can do is really just notice when that's happening and take a bit of a step back to regroup around, you know, what is it that I'm doing right now? And what is it that set me off? Maybe what is being worked on is too hard in that moment. And so there can be this tendency to hit this bump in the road and then sort of give up and not continue to move forward with that particular exposure. But one thing that can be really helpful is actually considering stepping back a little bit, looking at, okay, so what is the exposure that I want to be doing or that maybe my therapist is suggesting I'm doing or that feels really challenging to me and check in with yourself around your own willingness. So if you're not willing to do that exposure, what is it that you are willing to do? And so I always think of how could we break exposures down into a lot more manageable steps? And it may not be the first thing that you intended or set out to do. It might look a little different and we might think of it as building up. And actually you using the connection of working out, I really think of it just like that. You know, if you were training really hard, sometimes you might pull a muscle. And so that means you're not going to continue with the same amount of weight that you were before you pulled the muscle. You might even take a break. And then when that, and I'm like, yup, I've never gone back to that weight because that is an injury, like I injured. Yeah. Totally. And that makes complete sense. And you would probably cause re-injury if you went back to that weight. And so what would you do? You would start with something smaller to build that muscle back up. And um, yeah, I mean, I think also just considering within that willingness, I always talk a lot about the difference between wanting and willing. And I think we should just be honest. A lot of times we're not going to want to do an exposure. It's unpleasant in the moment. And what, what I, what I think is an interesting consideration is actually acknowledging and creating a space for the not wanting or the discouragement. Like, yeah, I'm feeling discouraged right now, or I don't want to do this exposure and then considering, well, would I be willing to do it or would I be willing to do a part of it? or something smaller that might still move me closer to my goals. And I also think if you are willing to do it, then why are you willing to do it? And so that sort of brings us back to like, what are the larger goals? Like you were mentioning flexibility with working out. And I think it's really important to consider why is it that we're doing exposure beyond just feeling uncomfortable in this moment Um, or beyond just doing something that we really don't wanna do And you don't have to want to do exposure at all. You just have to be willing to do it. And I think that's, it's much easier said than done, obviously, but sometimes connecting with why can actually really enhance motivation and willingness as well. Yeah. So it sounds like almost like connect to your bigger, your bigger overarching goal or your bigger reason. Like what's that, what's that thing that's way more important to you than, uh, being uncomfortable yeah. than than continuing this cyclical OCD cycle, right? That this this experience and not challenging it. So, like almost like like how do you want to show up day to day, or what kind of a you know mom, parent, lover, sibling, whoever, daughter do you want to be? Absolutely, uh, things like that to to kind of anchor you in the in that this yeah. is why I'm doing this exercise. 
Exactly. And I really think bringing that to the forefront, like how is this exposure going to help me be more engaged as a parent, more engaged as a partner tonight even? Or what are my long-term goals? How do I actually want to be living as a partner, as a parent, as a friend? And how do engagement and compulsions or avoidance of exposure get in the way of that? Um, and I, I just think that can, it ha- there has to be a greater reason because it's not wanted and it doesn't have to be wanted. It's a really hard thing to do to choose to engage in exposure therapy. Yeah. And, you know, as you're talking, it actually kind of brought up a question for me. Um, and I want to hear your, your thoughts about this, which is how would somebody uh, distinguish between, for example, when you're doing um, an exposure, because it can be kind of this interesting line when you're working on something and you know that um, you want to challenge yourself, but you might inadvertently kind of get stuck and just do smaller things because it's more comfortable. So at which Mm -hmm. point might that then become a little more of an avoidance versus um, actually using that to say, wait, let me challenge myself a little bit so that I, because Mm -hmm. it's this interesting line, right? Between how do I, like you were saying, break it down so that I can help increase my motivation and connect to my why. And also then where and how do I assess perhaps myself so I can push myself to the next level so that I'm also not just staying in my little comfort safety zone of doing this little thing here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's really, really important to consider that. And I mean, I really think it's up to the individual who knows what is the right amount of challenge. And so we don't want to be in this area where it's so comfortable that we're not challenging ourselves at all, because that's actually not where learning occurs. And learning really occurs in this area that is between safety and what might be considered overwhelm or too much, but it's in an area where there's some discomfort but where we're able to be sort of open to learning and experiencing new things. And so, yeah, I think it's something to consider. What is it that, what I might bring it back to is where is it that I want to be going and what's going to get me moving towards that? And so my guess is if we stay only in safety and comfort zone, then we're not moving towards what it is that we ultimately want. And I mean, we can do that at any pace, but it, it will require moving towards things that you want to achieve is going to require some openness to discomfort. And so I think it's really up to the individual to determine, you know, am I feeling too overwhelmed or is there a place where, oh, I can actually notice that I'm uncomfortable and I can continue on. And then I always suggest, you know, once we are feeling comfortable, then that's a great time to extend out and keep moving forward. And so sometimes with exposure practice, when we repeat it, especially if we're scaling it back a little bit, it will get comfortable and that's okay. That's not a problem. It's just coming back to consider, okay, what can I do next? What's kind of my next move here to lean more into discomfort? And I want to make a distinction between like, we're not leaning into discomfort or being uncomfortable to be uncomfortable. We're doing it in service of something else. 
And so I think that's why it's important to get clear on why we're going to be uncomfortable. It's not just for the sake of being uncomfortable. And, you know, sometimes I do exposures with folks around things that they're avoiding and there isn't that much discomfort, but their mind may have said, oh, this is going to be really uncomfortable because we've been avoiding this for so long. We find out that, oh, they did it and actually wasn't as bad as they thought it was. And that doesn't mean it's a bad exposure as long as we're moving towards what it is that they're ultimately wanting in their life. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. So, I mean, it sounds like if I'm also hearing you right, that a lot of this work is, is in fact about that awareness and reflection of, you know, ultimately, what is it that I'm working towards and um, almost like saying, okay, if that's what I want, that thing there. And, but to get there um, means I have to take the step of being in this discomfort that Mm -hmm. kind of like, positioning your brain to say, okay, I'm willing to feel that because it's going to get me closer to that goal that I want versus um, I'm going to compulse, 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 and I'm actually going to feel really bad. And in the end, that pathway actually doesn't even lead me to any real outcome anyway. It really only leads me to really feeling worse, more anxious, more questions, more doubts, more compulsive rumination and so on. So it's like, if I'm going to be uncomfortable, I might as well make a conscious choice of, okay, I'll be uncomfortable, but I'm working with that because I'm going to get to that end goal in mind versus just sitting at a hamster wheel, as I call it. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Having OCD and engaging in compulsions is also uncomfortable. It's just that it leads to more of that. And so what we're doing with exposure is, yeah, there is discomfort, but it's in service of something. And, um, you know, I I really think of it as this short-term distress in service of a lot more freedom and openness, as opposed to when we're caught in the OCD cycle, it's still, there is distress within that. Even in those moments of temporary relief, there's distress if we can really pay attention and notice what our experience is. And we're not necessarily going anywhere, as you're saying, we're just going back into that cycle. Awesome. Okay. So then I, with all of this discussion, I'm sure, um, because I know I would, if I was listening to this, I'd want to know like, what could be a tip or something, a strategy, something you can give for maybe both and uh, motivation and mindset, or maybe they're linked together, but from your perspective and opinion, what would be something that you can give one or maybe two, um, again, to address either both and or separately motivation and mindset to kind of help yeah. a person get anchored into um, getting yeah. back to doing the, the hard practice? Yeah. What I, what I would actually suggest is being really concrete with yourself around the why, that, uh, the why you're doing it. And so what I'm often inviting clients to do is to take the hierarchy that may be written out, the hierarchy of different exposure practices. And if you haven't written out a hierarchy, that's really important and I think really useful in terms of guiding your exposures, but actually being explicit of uh, writing, why is it that I would engage in this exposure? What is it in service of? Um, And actually, Michael Tuhig has done some research on connecting and integrating ACT into hierarchies. And so um, I've taken it from some of the work that he does, but writing out, so I'm doing this in service of being a better partner or because I wanna be more courageous 
or because I want to have freedom to do whatever I want to do in my house when I come in in the evening time. And so I think as explicit and specific as you can be for the why, and then looking at that, you know, if you're feeling unmotivated to do your exposure, take that piece of paper out and check in with, okay, why am I doing this? What is important to me about doing this? And I also just, um, I think just considering ways you might make the exposures a little bit more interesting, you know, make it a contest for yourself or making it a game with yourself or tracking it in some way, considering if you're doing it, that you're going to provide yourself with some sort of reward at the end of the week or, you know, and that could be a behavioral reward um, or it could just be giving yourself a break in some way. I don't know, watching some TV that you normally wouldn't let yourself watch, whatever that is kind of, you know, this is really hard work. And so it deserves to be acknowledged and there's not always going to be another human there to do that for you. And so I think we can do a lot of that for ourselves as well. And that can help sometimes with motivation too. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of celebration. I always tell people, celebrate your small successes and big ones because you can't, you know, life is unpredictable and you never know when, what's going to happen. So you you don't need to always wait for the big milestone to celebrate. You can always celebrate and acknowledge and give yourself that high five. I did good today or whatever. For me, it's chocolate. I I go right from a chocolate. (laughs) Yeah, That's awesome. Actually, those are, I think, wonderful, wonderful, really concrete tools that um, people can engage in. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And uh, for people to find you, where can they find you? So the best place to find me is on our website, which is www.mindfulsf.com. And all my contact information is on there. And I'm, I'm really happy to connect um, all of our social media links and everything. And my email is on there as well. Perfect. So I'll make sure to include that in the show notes. And thank you again for joining us today and for your yeah. time. Deeply appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Christina. It was great to be here. Bye. Thanks for listening to OCD Whisper Podcast. If you want ongoing support with live weekly Q&A calls to address your questions about OCD and get topic trainings, please join my membership, Mastering OCD. Go to www.coreresults.com forward slash membership. That's K-O-R results.com forward slash membership.